0: Back to Christian Heritage series with Leah and Michelle. You know, we normally do this. I don't even know what's going on. In my hair, I don't either. I'm looking, I'm like, uh, did um, I look in the mirror before I got on the show? <laughs> That's why you guys come Lord normally. We mercy. film this episode for our uh On segment on Wednesdays, Wednesday morning, right? But we thought, early, what a better way to grab the people that are missing out. But in a late night stream about the Barbary pirates. Like I wanted to come on Our with minute. an eye patch I do and too. A, a hook, because we're gonna talk about the I, Barbary pirates. You're gonna walk this plank, yeah, America. <laughs> uh yeah. So I'm gonna do some internet sleuthing while you're telling him about the show, Leah. Do and let me make sure my mic's right too. I didn't. All right, check that so. Either. It's not. Yesterday. Hang on, I know it's going to sound tiny. No, they can hear us. It's just the wrong mic. Yesterday, Joe Biden tweeted
1: from the BOTUS account. B-O-D-U-S. He says, the Muslim culture has been woven. Woven. Like, to weave. Throughout American culture. From the very start, (laughs) we must always stand against anti-Muslim hate and stand up for the rights and dignity of all people. It's essential to who we are as a nation, founded on the idea of freedom and justice for all. Well, I just, the thing about history is that we have the internet right now. And you can look and up history. And we have history. an encyclopedia. And we have even Wikipedia.
2: Okay. Do you trust
1: Wikipedia? Yes, actually. They're historically Americans and Muslims in the beginning of this nation. Now, we're not going to, we're not talking about Muslims today. But he brought pirate, up the, the history.
0: Mus- Muslims.
1: He brought up the history. So, blame so, Joe. So we're you going, it up. we're doing, I thought to myself, Joe, Joe, you helped us walk right into our American heritage series. You he did. we, you know, Bill Fetter, William Fetter. I love him. He breaks down the Barbary Wars like nobody else. Now, what were the Barbary Wars? Our, we had some pirates and they were attacking I I Christian nations. These are Muslim pirates, by the way.
0: Here you go. I got, and about, why, I think we have like a hook. Use this as your.
1: Er, okay, now what makes these pirate what makes these pirates a, a little pirate bit starter. different than other pirates is that other pirates, I think, they don't start
0: a fire in the basement. That's yeah, better yeah.
1: I think other pirates, their main motivation is the booty, and the treasure, and the gold. Whereas these particular. Muslims from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Now, here's the thing. Biden,
0: Biden. Why
1: in the world is Tripoli in the Muslim I'm sorry, in the Marine anthem? Well, it's it's pretty it's 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 history. Okay? The Barbary Powers Wars were the first wars officially declared against America. Following our victory in the War for Independence, Muslim terrorists from five different Islamic nations Uh-oh. Turkey, Tunis, Morocco, Algiers, and Tripoli were making indiscriminate attacks against the property and interests of what they claimed to be the Christian nations. America, England, France, Spain, Portugal, Denmark, and Sweden. You see, it wasn't just us. These Muslim terrorists called Barbary, that is barbaric pirates by uh, most Americans, attacked American civilian and commercial merchant ships wherever they found them. And this is from so when you see um, historical pictures of seizing cargo and
0: enslaving the crew. When you see historical pictures of pirates, it's really interesting well, what ethnicity yeah. that they are usually. White. Well, no, they kind of look Spanish, Muslim. You think so? They look Islamic, like they do. They look pirate, like like they don't. They. I'm just saying. I'm not trying I to stereotype. Know. I'm just saying historically the pictures. Oh yeah. They look Middle Eastern. I to know me. that
1: the one, who the pirate with the with the leg and the and the hat.
0: Yeah, you're right. No, he looks like he totally.
1: Well, I don't know. He wasn't a Muslim. I can tell you that he wasn't. Here's the thing. He wasn't attacking American ships for religious purposes. Most pirates are there for the booty. Okay, they're there for the booty. All right, Blackbeard. So there's Blackbeard. All those are white guys. I don't know. Are they though? Yes, Michelle. They're English. Look at okay. Blackbeard. He has an. He's. They're all English. Was an English pirate. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know. Look at that guy. I'm guessing those are all English. Don't look stupid. Go with me. I'm trying to go with you. I thought I was
0: going with you.
1: These are the booty pirates. Yeah. Yeah, but these are not the booty pirates. These are religious pirates. And I don't think they make movies enough about the religious pirates. I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think they want to make the movies about Blackbeard and all that stuff, the swashbuckling. All right. So they're seizing cargo, they're slaving the crew. In 1784, Congress dispatched three diplomats. Your favorites and mine, T.J. Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, and T.J. wait, right, and J. Just John Adams, to negotiate with these Muslim nations and end the unprovoked attacks. They found this was a difficult task. For the attacking of the ships and the taking of Christians by Muslim had been widespread. Had been a widespread problem for centuries. The Muslims found they could finance their wars and terror operations by enslaving and then selling captured seamen. The Muslims took one point. Two five, you know, um, uh, is it really that? How do how do you, when they have these
0: historical numbers? How do they know? I don't know. William says it uh, could be the Spanish. They had a lot of pirates. Thanks for helping me mop that up. William. Captive slaves Good in that job. period, uh, over a million
1: slaves. Let's just say that. Let's say that way. Because this was such a widespread and recurring problem, other Christian nations formed standing organizations to raise money to purchase the the the, the semen. Okay, so. The, these crews, they actually had Christian organizations to go and and ransom them. Okay, Jefferson says this. There is here an order of priests called the Matherins, the object of whose institutions is the begging of alms for the redemption of captives. About eighteen months ago, they redeemed three hundred, which cost them about fifteen hundred apiece. They have agents residing in the Barbary States who are constantly employed in searching and contract con. Uh,
0: contracting
1: yeah for the captives of their nation and they redeem at a lower price than any other people can ransoming americans was no less expensive and therefore was very profitable in this trade with the muslim terrorists additionally the muslim nations would sign treaties with the attacked nations including america providing that for an annual tribute of about a million per year with a gift of several frigates that they would perhaps refrain from further attacks. by 1795 such peace payments to muslim terrorists could you
0: stop reading muslim and putting it with that word together because as we go through this show just just for the sake of i thought the same thing but i was just gonna like roll with it on the next time yeah but you already said it two other times i'm gonna that was the third I'm, i'm trying not to David Barton, blame We you. are on the book face. I know. We are on the census face. A, I was
1: wondering about this. Comprise a full 16% of the entire federal budget. <sighs> Among the uh, many treaties signed with these nations during this period was the famous 1797 treaty with Tripoli. There we go. It was one of the many treaties in which each country officially recognized the religion of the other in an attempt to prevent further ex- ex- uh, escalation into a holy war such as had existed between Christians and Muslims in the Middle Ages. The, the Muslims consider that all Christian nations were like those of the Crusades when Christians fought Muslims simply because they were Muslims. However, America was definitely not like the European Christian nations from medieval times, uh, for we did not kill Muslims, Jews, or anyone else for their faith. In fact, many founding fathers talked about how different America as a Christian nation was from European Christian nations and that American treaties, including the Treaty of Tripoli, made this very point. Significantly, secularists regularly cite one clause from that treaty in uh, devious attempts to make it appear that the founding fathers emph- emphatically avowed devious. that America was not a Christian nation. Devious. Uh, sorry, devious, sorry thus they thus quote from that treaty the line declaring the government of the United States is in no sense founded on the Christian religion this declaration certainly seems to be straightforward until you discover that the critics only use part of the quote notice the full unedited clause as the government of the United States of America is in no is not in any sense founded on the Christian religion as it has in in itself no character of enmity against the laws religion or tranquility of muslims and as the said states america have never entered into any war or act of hostility against any uh mohammedan nation it is declared that the parties that by the parties that no pretext arising from religious opinions shall ever produce an interruption of the harmony existing between the two countries so there is that the, the there 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 you have biden this is this this is our peace treaty here this clause from the treaty of tripoli simply affirms that america was not one of the european christian nations with an inherent hostility towards muslims and that America had never been part of arbitrary wars against Muslims, such as had characterized the Crusades. This clause definitely does not deny or undermine America's strong Christian heritage, unless you wrongly place a period in the middle of a sentence, as seculars do. When Thomas Jefferson became president in 1801, he decided that it was time to take military action. And in this two-decade-old, unprovoked terrorist attack against Americans, using the brand-new American Navy to transport the U.S. Marines overseas... President George Washington had called for the construction of the Navy in 1795 and President John Adams had overseen its construction. General William Eaton took the American military and proceeded to the same region of the world where Americans are still being attacked today. He then led a successful five-year campaign to free captured Americans and crush Muslims, terrorists, sorry. not Ah, here it comes. Anymore. Here uh, it comes. I know. You want me to help you? Baby, I'm going to start putting now called Libya. Finally, so this oh Libya is Tripoli. There you go. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Libya, Montezuma. Zuma. Mm. Mm. Uh, finally, calculated and signed a peace treaty for on uh, Americans terms in 1805, thus ending their aggressions for a little while. By the way, you know, um, it was from the Marines' role in the first war on terror. In 1805 to 8, 1801 to 1805, that the U.S. Marine derived part of their hymn. Shortly after President James Madison took office, he became engulfed in the war in 1812. With America preoccupied in his second war against the British, Algerian, Muslim, mm, again mm. began attacking Americans. But upon concluding the war with the British, President James Madison dispatched the American military warships against uh, Al- the Algiers, the, uh, the Tun- Tunis, and the Tripoli. America, with the assistance of Great Britain and the Netherlands, subdued these three and brought them to the peace table, where they freed all the enslaved Christians. So
0: Christians were enslaved by Muslims. Yeah, so
1: on the, uh, this date, the USS Enterprise captured the trip, uh, Tripolitan ship known as the Tripoli. While the... the um, this is a quote. While the terrorists sustained heavy losses, the Americans did not lose a single man in the battle. All right, so let's play a couple videos here. Let's... um right, let's play, um, three minutes in history here we're here, do you have this one up? Got it.
2: Okay. For centuries, Barbary pirates from northern Africa had been capturing ships and enslaving citizens around the Mediterranean Sea and beyond. The Barbary states comprised of Algiers, Tunis, Tripolitania, and Morocco. And although Morocco was independent, the other three states lay under Ottoman control. However, the leaders often acted somewhat independently. By the late 18th century, their power was dwindling, but European powers still feared the pirates and offered them tribute in return for peace. So when America achieved its independence, their ships were no longer protected, and US ships were quickly captured by Barbary pirates. However, Morocco was one of the first nations to recognize American independence, but the Americans ended up paying over one-sixth of their national budget to the other states in order to release hostages and pay tribute for free passage through the Mediterranean. This crisis resulted in the creation of the US Navy, and a resentment of the North African states. Plus, from 1798 to 1800, the Americans fought revolutionary France in the quasi-war at sea, which gave their new navy valuable experience. And then, in 1801, when Thomas Jefferson became president, the Pasha of Tripoli, Youssef Karamanli, demanded that he should be paid as much tribute as the other Barbary states. But Jefferson declined this, so war was declared in May. The American Navy was dispatched without Congress having voted, meaning there was no declaration of war, but the conflict did have the backing of Congress in the end. Once in the Mediterranean, they met up with the Swedish Navy, who were fighting the Tripolitanians themselves, plus the Kingdom of Two Sicilies, who, while having just made peace with the French, supplied ships and men to the Americans to help destroy their old enemies across the Mediterranean. Commodore Preble then blockaded Tripoli, but the well-defended city was largely unaffected by it, so the Americans soon lifted the blockade. There were a couple of small naval battles in 1801 and 1802 but they also proved indecisive. And in October 1803 the Philadelphia ran aground and was captured by the Tripolitanians. The Americans were unwilling to see their ship used by the enemy so raided the harbour of Tripoli and set fire to the ship before fleeing. Then with reinforcements the Americans were able to effectively blockade Tripoli again and in mid 1804 the Americans bombarded the city harbour but their fireship Intrepid was destroyed before it could inflict substantial damage. So the Americans changed tactics. They learned that Yusuf Karamanli had exiled his own brother in order to become Pasha. So marines landed in Alexandria in Egypt, gathered a group of 500 mercenaries and marched on Tripoli, looking to replace Yusuf Karamanli with his brother. In late April 1805 they arrived at and successfully captured the city of Derna. So facing the prospect of an invasion of Tripoli, Pasha Karamanli sued for peace. The Americans agreed to pay the ransom for all the hostages but the Tripolitanians could no longer demand tribute. However, after the war, in the chaos of the Napoleonic Wars which Europe was embroiled, US shipping was attacked again, this time by the Algerians. But the Americans were focused on tensions with the British in North America and eventually the war of 1812. So the emboldened Algerians refused the ransom payments and declared war on the US in 1812. It was only in 1815 when America ended their war with Britain that President Madison dispatched the now large US Navy to North Africa. They arrived in June and quickly defeated the Algerians in naval battles and forced them to pay reparations. Plus the Napoleonic Wars ended that year and the European powers agreed that they should suppress the pirates. So a combined British and Dutch fleet set sail for Algiers and bombarded the city in 1816, forcing the day to free thousands of Christian slaves. So the Barbary states no longer threatened the Europeans as they once had and eventually in 1830, the French annexed Algeria, effectively ending Barbary piracy.
1: Okay. And as a quick right, bit so of trivia, go over, the So i back scene. up just a little bit to the Pilgrims. So on November 21st, 1620, the Pilgrims signed the Mayflower Compact and began their colony. Five years later, the Pilgrims filled two ships with dried fish and beaver skins. And they sent them back to England to trade for much needed supplies. Now, these people were hungry. Mm-hmm. They were starving, actually. But they were able to, they they worked really, really hard and they filled two ships with dried fish. uh, Imagine you're, you're, you don't have a lot of equipment. You don't have a lot of machinery. The amount of work it would take to catch and dry a bunch of ship, fish to fill two ships. Yeah, that's fascinating. And how many beaver skins it would take. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of work. Yes. Okay. So when we're talking about piracy, we're talking about. Like your, like your, like two or three years of work. Like, mm-hmm. hot, blood, sweat, and tears. Okay? Yep. Well, Governor William Bradford wrote in the history of Plymouth, the Plymouth Settlement, the adventurers sent over two fishing ships. The pinnace was ordered to load with corfish to bring home to England, and besides, she had some 800 pounds of beaver. That's
0: a lot. Skins. As well as Skins. other furs
1: to uh, a good value from the plantation. The captain, seeing so much L- Landi- Ladding? Ladding wished to put aboard the bigger ship for greater safety but Mr. Edward Winslow he was always causing them trouble he was their agent in business was bound in a barn to send it to London in a small ship the captain of the big ship towed the small ship at his stern all the way over so they went joyfully home together and had such fine weather that the that he never cast her off till they were well within the England Channel, almost inside of Plymouth, but even there she was unhappily taken by a Turkish man of war and carried off to, off to uh, Salar, Morocco, where the captain and crew were made slaves. Uh-oh. Thus all their hopes were dashed and the joyful news they meant to carry home was turned into heavy tidings. In the big ship, Captain Miles Standish Love him. arrived at a very bad time. A plague... A very deadly plague in London. <laughs> the friendly adventurers were so reduced by their losses uh, last year and now by the ship taken by the Turks that all trade was dead. Muslim piracy had dominated the seas. In 1605, St. Vincent de Paul, we have uh, St. Vincent de Paul, it's a second-hand shop, was sailing from Marseille, France, when he was captured by Muslim Turks and sold into slavery in Tunis, North Africa. Fortunately for him, he converted his owner to Christianity. Good Boom. job! job! Boom! There you go, there you go. In 1607, and escaped to Europe, where he started in order to help the poor. Between 1606 and 1609, Muslim pirates Nar. from Algiers uh, captured. Why couldn't Barton just say that instead of the terror word? Captured 466 British and Scottish ships. 466. Giles Milton wrote in White Gold, The Extraordinary Story of Thomas Pello and North Africa's 1 million European slaves, that in 1625, Muslim corsair uh, pirates sailed up the Thames River and raided England. They attacked the coast of Cornwall and captured 60 villagers at Mount Bay and 80 at Loo. Muslims uh, took Lundy Island in Bristol Channel and raised the standard of Islam. By the end of 1625, over a thousand English subjects were sent to the slave markets of Sale, Morocco. You know, we never talk about this. We are today. In 1627, Algerian and Ottoman Muslim pirates, led by uh, by Murat Reyes the Younger, raided Iceland. Whatever! How do you attack the Vikings? <laughs> they gotta be intense! They raided Iceland, carrying into slavery an estimated 400. One captured girl who had been made a slave, a slave concubine in Algeria was rescued back by King Christian IV of Denmark. Does it make a movie of that? I know, right? right? In 1631, yeah, the entire village of Baltimore, Ireland was captured by Muslim pirates led by Moret Reyes the Younger. Only two ever returned. Thomas uh, Osborne Davis wrote in his poem The Sack of Baltimore. The yell of Allah breaks with a shriek and roar, or oh, bless God, the Algerian is lord of Baltimore. That's my Irish accent, <laughs> sorry. Oh, uh, in 1640, hundreds of English ships, over 1500 British ships were enslaved by tennis in Algiers. Alright, I'm gonna go over here. The first uh, nation to recognize my country was Morocco. Stated President Obama in Cairo, Egypt, June 4th, 2009. They see how they like take history and they kind of just like rewrite it? Mm-hmm explaining this uh, we talked about this uh, with uh, Governor William Bradford they were just right there getting ready to getting ready to uh, drop off their goods there in Plymouth so that we just talked about the Baltimore Ireland the stolen village and in that poem The yell of Allah breaks over the shriek and roar. Oh, bless God! The Algerian is Lord of Baltimore. Is that what I just read? Mm -hmm. Okay. Kidnapped Englishman Francis Knight wrote, "I arrived in Algiers, the city fatal to all Christians and the butchery of mankind." Moroccan Sultan Moulay Ismail had five hundred wives. Oh
0: my goodness!
1: And twenty-five thousand white slaves to build his palace in Meccans. He was witnessed to have killed an African slave just to try out a new hatchet he was given. Oh the Catholic order, the Trinitarians, collected alms for to ransom the slaves. In 1785, Morocco, Morocco recognized the new country of the United States by capturing two American ships, demanding tribute. And Thomas Jefferson wrote to John Jay in 1787. There is an order priest and we talked about this, the uh, Mathurians, and they are... Um, redeeming these captives. They keep members always in Barbary, searching out the captives in their country to redeem, I believe, at better terms. All right. I'm going over a couple different articles, and so if I'm going over a couple, forgive me. Thomas Jefferson wrote to William Carmichael in 1786. Mr. Adams and I had conferences with the Tripolene ambassador named Adra
0: Good
1: job. And he asked us 30,000 guineas for a peace with his court. Jefferson
0: reported to John Jay, the ambassador answered us that it was written in their Quran that all nations who should not have acknowledged Islam's authority were sinners, that it was their duty to make war upon them and to make slaves of all they could take as prisoners.
1: Pretty crazy, right? And that my friends is why Thomas Jefferson purchased a Quran. We have been twice to John Adams home. John Quincy's home. And they consumers. have a copy of the Quran. Mm-hmm. Jefferson wanted everyone to read the Quran because he needed. This is the first war we ever fought. Yeah, and he needed Americans to understand why we were fighting war. Right. Okay. Because he couldn't understand why we were fighting a war. Right. So he read their Quran. Like, what do you mean? Your book tells us you got to fight me. I never heard of this before. Which is amazing, right? Up until that point. 1787. Mm -hmm.
0: Americans had never heard that it was Islam's duty to war with Christians. And now they know. Now they knew. Then they knew.
1: It's very strange. Like, in the Crusades, like, well, how did they view the Crusades? That's a good question, right? Yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have TV. It was always in your face. You know what I mean? So, give me a copy of the Quran. What do you mean you gotta fight me? Um... Tripoli of the Barbary states had come forward with demands unfounded either in right or in compact and had permitted itself to announce war on our failure to comply before a given day. The style of the demand admitted but one answer. I sent a small squadron of frigates into the Mediterranean with assurances to that power of our sincere desire to remain in peace, but with orders to protect our commerce against the threatened attack. On December 29th, 1803, the new 36-gun USS Philadelphia ran aground on Morocco's shallow coast and those Muslim pirates captured in prison Captain William Bainbridge and his 307 main man crew for 18 months. Whoa. To prevent the ship from being used by the uh, Muslim Barbary pirates, Lieutenant Stephen Decatur... In 1804, sailed his ship, the Intrepid, into the pirate harbor of Tripoli, burned the captured U.S. frigate Philadelphia, and escaped amidst amidst empty fire. So there's this giant new ship, and they got to set that puppy on fire. It's going Could down. Could you imagine? No. Admiral Horatio Nelson called it the most bold and daring act of the age. The Marines later captured Tripoli and forced the pasha to make peace with u.s term, on u.s terms frederick linner wrote in the end of the barbary terror america's 1815 war against the pirates of north africa commodore stephen decatur and diplomat william Scheller withdrew to consult in private the algerians were believed to be masters of duplicity willing to make agreements and then break them if they found it convenient the annotated John Quincy Adams bibli- bibliography contains unsigned essays dealing with the Russo-Turkish War and on Greece. Our gallant Commodore Stephen Decatur had chastised the pirates of Algiers the day the Omar, uh, Omar Bashaw disdained to conceal his intentions. My power, said he, has been wrested from my hands. Draw ye the treaty at your pleasure, and I will sign it. But beware of the moment when I shall recover my power. For with that moment, your treaty shall be a waste of paper. America's war with the uh, Barbary pirates was the country's first war. After the revolution. Uh, uh, The country's first war. You want to play the little hymn here? I don't know if you got it up. 30, we're just going to...
0: Du- uh, let's see if it's in your history here let me refresh oh that's for the david barton wars huh, we'll you just a, history. History. hang on i'm we'll gonna get you there go, they are the 30 seconds out of
1: 38 seconds please let's
2: just kind of the of that air force That stuff for the united Chorus One, two, three
3: From the
0: halls
2: Of
4: Montezuma To the shores Of Tripoli We will fight Our country's battles In the air On land and sea
2: First we fight For right and freedom And to keep our
1: Okay, we get it. You get it.
0: You get it.
1: So uh, it's literally
0: in the song. Yeah. But no one really knows anything about it.
1: Yeah. So when, um, so in that meeting in 1785 with John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, uh, with Tripoli's uh, ambassador as Michelle Abrahaman Another quote here, Jefferson wrote to the Secretary of Foreign Affairs, uh, John Jay at the time. There's a little bit more to this quote. The ambassador answered us that it was founded on the laws of the prophet. And it was written in their Quran that all nations which had not acknowledged the prophet were sinners whom it was the right and duty of the faithful to plunder and enslave, and that every muscle man who was slain in this warfare was sure to go to paradise. He said also that the man who was first to board a vessel had one slave over and above his share. And and that when they sprang to the deck of the enemy's ship, every sailor held a dagger in each hand and a third in his mouth. A what in his mouth? A third dagger a third in his dagger. mouth? dagger in each hand and a third in his mouth. Which usually struck such terror into the foe that they cried out for quarter at once. Dear God. Intimidation tactics. Yeah. Yeah. So, he Jefferson got the uh, a translation of the Quran in 1765. And he studied it. And Jefferson wrote to John Jay explaining his efforts to ransom captured American sailors through the mediation of the Catholic Order. Or, yeah, we, we talked about that. So this is a very interesting, you know, turn of events and I don't believe that do you think Joe Biden is ignorant or is he just is he rewriting
0: history? Leah, I don't think any of this has to do with with Joe Biden at all. Right. I mean, seriously. Like he doesn't speak and, his own words. Well,
1: and Obama. Yes. The first country to acknowledge America was Morocco. Well, they were, uh, they were, they, 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 they honored us and recognized us so much that they were capturing our ships and enslaving the people. Right. John Jay, who would later be chief justice, the first chief justice, wrote to the president uh, of Congress, Richard Henry Lee, in 18, in 1785, Algerian Corsars and the pirates of Tunis and Tripoli um, would cause Americans to unite. Since the more we are ill-treated abroad, the more we shall unite and consolidate at home. And I'm wondering if uh, it's been the same ever since. And so they create all these foreign wars that we have to unite. In 1788, John, uh, Thomas Jefferson arranged for John Paul Jones, referred to as uh, by some as the father of the American Navy, to fight for the Empress Catherine, the great of Russia against the mother Muslim Ottoman Navy, near the Crimean uh, Peninsula during the second Russo-Turkish War in 1787 to 92. So before we even went to war, I go John far? Paul Jones, Jefferson mm. authorized him to go uh, fight with the Empress Catherine, mm. the great of Russia. Isn't it interesting to think about things that happened at the Crimean, Crimean Peninsula? Mm-hmm. We see what's happening today. Yeah, This is what happened
0: a couple hundred years ago. You know what I think it is though? I think it's spiritual. Hmm. You're talking about certain regions where there's mm-hmm. kind of a, a, a revival or a repetition of something that's happened in the past.
1: Interesting. Jefferson wrote to General George Washington, The war between the Russians and the Turks has made an opening for our Commodore Paul Jones. The Empress has invited him into her service. She ensures insure, to him the rank of her rear admiral. I think she means to oppose him to the Captain uh, Paka on the Black Sea. He has made it a condition that he shall be free at all times to uh, return to the orders of Congress and also that he shall not bear arms against France. I believe Congress had it in a contemplation to give him the grade of admiral from the date of his taking the Syrapis. Such a measure would now greatly gratify him. John Paul Jones wrote in narrative of the campaign of the Lyman of victoriously sailing his flagship the Vladimir. That's why they're against it. Against the Turks near the Black Sea's um, Dnieper River. The night before the battle, Jones and Cossack, and a Cossack sailor silently rowed out to the uh, scout the position of the Turkish fleet. On uh, the side of one Turkish ship, Jones chalked in giant letters, to, to be c- burned, Paul Jones. In the next day's battle, that ship was among those destroyed by Jones. Jones was then appointed U.S. consul to negotiate the release of captured U.S. Navy officers held in the dungeons of Algiers. When Paul John Paul Jones died suddenly, Joel Bar- Barlow filled his post. The U.S. consul, Joel Barlow, tried to stop Tripoli's Barbary pirates from ca- continuing to terrorize the seas and capture American sailors. In 1793, Muslim Barbary pirates captured the U.S. cargo ship Polly.
0: The Muslim captain justified the crew's brutal treatment for your history and superstition in believing in a man who was crucified by the Jews and disregarding the true doctrine of Allah's last and greatest prophet, Muhammad. Oh, dear. In 1795, Muslim
1: Barbary pirates of the Algiers captured 115 American sailors, so the U.S. paid ransom of nearly a
0: million bucks. That's a lot of money. Tripoli
1: followed uh, Sharia's law, which prohibited them from making treaties with infidel Christians. And then there's some quotes there, and I'm not going to read from the Quran. Thank you. (laughs) Not on Facebook. As Joel Barlow realized that Islamic law forbade Muslims from making friendship alliance with infidel nations, he tried to separate in their minds that they were not negotiating with the Christian religion, but with a nation state. And that was the difference. Hey, you got to be smart. Mm -hmm. Okay, we are not like them, even though we are totally like them, but we're not like them. Okay. It was a necessary distinction to make with the treaty there. Um, let's see. I'm going to go back. So this is significant that the United States of America, in saying we're not a Christian nation, mm-hmm. it refers to the federal government. This is significant as Joe Barlow was negotiating on behalf of the federal government, which was prohibited by the First Amendment from having jurisdiction over religion as religion was under each individual state's jurisdiction. North Carolina Constitution, 1835.
0: That no person who shall deny the being of God or the truth of the Christian religion or the divine authority either of the Old or New Testament shall be capable of holding any office... In the civil department within the so, state. So here, I actually got in a conversation with somebody about this on Twitter recently. They
1: said that the constitution forbids any religious tests for government office. Federal, not state. So states in their constitutions had uh, religious tests. Mm-hmm. You had to be a believer in God. Not some, all states. Some not states. all Some states. Um, the North Carolina constitution, that's 1835. Okay. Well, it's unconstitutional. Well, obviously
0: it's not. It's 18, stinking 35. Let's read this one from Marilyn. That no other test ought to be required than a declaration of belief in the Christian religion. And if the party shall profess to be a Jew, the declaration shall be of his belief in a future state of rewards and punishments. Uh, You can be a Jew, but you can't be an atheist. Right. Fascinating. And that's 1855, 1851. It says, in fact, it was the state's jealous desire to keep religion under their jurisdictions that motivated the states to insist that a First Amendment be added to the U.S. Constitution to prohibit the federal government from intermeddling with restraints on religion.
1: Ah, this was not the case in most European countries which had established churches or in fundamental Muslim countries which controlled citizens' religious life through threats of death or dis. Uh, The original Arabic translation of the 1797 Treaty of Tripoli revealed the Islamic understanding of religion and government being synonymous. Glory be to God, declaration of the third article. We have agreed that if the American Christians are traveling with a nation that is at war with the well-preserved Tripoli and the and takes prisoners from the Christian enemies and from the American Christians with whom we are at peace, then sets them free, neither he nor his goods shall be taken. Praise be to God, declaration of the twelfth article. So they're calling them the American Christians. Mm-hmm. They're warring with them because they're Christian. We just read a quote that said that. But they recognized that it wasn't the they weren't a Christian government government. They're just American Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, praise uh, uh, and then it says the twelfth article: If there arises a disturbance between us both sides, and it becomes a serious dispute, and the American consul is not able to make clear his affair, and the affair shall remain suspended between them both, between the. Po- Pasha of Tripoli, may God strengthen him and the Americans until Lord Hassan Pasha, may God strengthen him in the well-protected Algiers, is taking on. We shall accept whatever decision he enjoys. And I guess, so that's all of it. You can read that. John Adams, Secretary of the Wars, James McHenry protested the language of the Treaty of
0: Tripoli. Writing to the Secretary of Treasury, Oliver Walcott Jr., he states, The Senate ought never to have ratified the treaty alluded to with the declaration that the government of the United States is not in any sense founded on the Christian religion. What else is it founded on? This act always appeared to me like trampling upon the cross. I do not recollect that Barlow was even reprimanded for this outrage upon the government and religion. Immediately after Jefferson was inaugurated
1: president, the Pasha of Tripoli demanded $225,000 to keep his Barbary pirates from seizing America ships, confiscating cargo and selling them into slavery. When Jefferson refused to pay, the Pasha declared war, the forced war that we went to.
0: Jefferson stated in his first inaugural message to Congress, Tripoli, the least considerable of the Barbary states, had come forward with demands unfounded, either in right or in compact, and had permitted itself to announce war on our failure to comply before a given day. The style of the demand admitted but one answer. I sent a small squadron of frigates into the Mediterranean with assurances to that power of our sincere desire to remain in peace, but with orders to protect our commerce against the threatened attack. The measure was seasonably and salutary. The Bay Lord had already declared war. His cruisers were out. Two had arrived at Gibraltar. Gibraltar. (laughs) Our commerce in the Mediterranean was blockaded and that of the Atlantic in peril. The arrival of our squadron dispelled the danger. One of the Tripolitan cu- cruisers having fallen in with with and engage the small schooner enterprise commanded by Lieutenant Sterrett, which had gone as a tender to our larger vessels was captured after a heavy slaughter of her men without the loss of a single one on our part. The bravery exhibited by our citizens on that element will I trust be a testimony to the world. We are bound with peculiar gratitude to be thankful to him. That's God that our own peace has been preserved through a perilous season.
1: All right. Then we heard about the Philadelphia Mm -hmm. there. In April 1805, Jefferson sent in the Navy and Marines, led by Commodore Edward Preble, Commodore John Rogers, Captain William Eaton, Lieutenant Stephen Decour. I think we talked about this, and they seized the Barbary Harbor at Din, and the terrorist attacks temporarily ceased. Temporarily ceased, giving rise to the Marine Anthem. We talked about that. Marines were called Leathernecks for the wide leather straps they wore around their necks to prevent them from being beheaded. Oh my gosh! You're kidding me. When you meet the infidel on the battlefield, strike off their heads. They're called their marines are literally called leathernecks, because Muslims would behead them. Dear Lord Jesus. Jefferson then had a new uh, peace treaty and amity, which uh, treaty of peace and amity with Tripoli, April twelfth, eighteen o six. But this time it was negotiated from a position of strength. It did not contain the controversial. Conciliatory warning wording. I'm
0: not mm-hmm. gonna say that. Not to say and then Francis
1: Scott Key wrote a song to honor the Navy and Marines titled When the Warrior Returns from the Battle of Far, published in Boston's Independent Chronicle in eighteen oh five, being written to the same tune that nine years later Key would use for the Spangled no Banner.
0: No way.
1: Yeah. So In the, w- the conflict oh. re- resistless, each toil they endured. Oh till their foes shrunk dismayed from the war's desolation. And the pale beam, the crescent, wow. its splendor obscured by the light of the star-spangled flag of our nation, where each flaming star... Wait, wait, wait!
0: She gave when up!
1: Oh. War? And the turban Wait, let's go back down. And the turbaned head bowed to the terrible glare. Then mixed with the olive and the laurel shall wave and form a bright wreath for the brow of the brave. During James Madison's term of... Uh, the second uh, broke out. And I think we talked about that. I'd like to that... state for
0: the record that wait. normally you sing the Star Spangled Banner really well. Thank you.
1: Commodores Decatur and Bainbridge led 10 warships this time into the Mediterranean and forced the day the ruler of the Algiers to release the American prisoners. And and we won. And we won. And it was over. And we won. All right. So down here we've got... In 1816, Muslims again broke their treaty. The Dutch and the British under Edward Pellu, Pellu bombarded Algiers, forcing them to release 3,000 European prisoners. Algiers renewed this piracy and slave-taking causing the British to bombard them again in 1824. It was not until 1830 that the French co- conquered the Algiers. We, you heard that in the video we watched. Um,
0: Theodore Roosevelt wrote, and fear God and take your own part in 1916. Centuries have passed since any war vessel of a civilized power has shown such ruthless brutality towards non-combatants, especially toward women and children. The Muslim pirates of the Barbary coast behaved at times in similar fashion until the civilized nations joined in suppressing them.
1: Okay, so that's one president. Mm. Then Obama and Biden are like, What's up? We got this really cool history. But like Theodore Roosevelt's like, Not so good. Like, kind of ruthless, especially women and children be raping and killing and like chopping heads off. Like, mm. leather necks. Not a good I'm thing. Stuck on that one. The Muslim pirates of the Barbary Coast behaved at times. Oh, yeah, he, that was his quote. After an in depth examination of the history surrounding the Treaty of Tripoli, it makes it clear that its unique wording was simply a futile attempt to negotiate negotiate with Muslims, whose Islamic law precluded them from honoring treaties with infidel Christians. So, yeah, I get that. I get it. I think, I think we're good. Now, remember, this is kind of cool. Finally, if one insists on considering the Treaty of Tripoli as an expression of the founder's intent regarding religion and government, then all other treaties and acts of Congress should also be examined. Mm. So let's look at the Treaty of Paris ending the Revolutionary War. And it says what, Michelle, in 1784? In
0: the name of the most holy and undivided trinity. Wait. That's Who's God. in the trinity? Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Okay, it having pleased the divine providence to dispose the hearts of the most serene and most potent Prince George Third, by the grace of God, King of, the, of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, defender of the faith and of the United States of America, to forget all past misunderstandings and differences done at Paris this third day of September in the year of our Lord, 1,783.
1: This is one of my favorites in the, order, in the Ordinance for the Government of the Territory of the United States, the Northwest Ordinance of the River Ohio. I consider this like my own. Uh, which is uh, it? The Northwest Ordinance. Where is it? I know what it says. Over here, it says, "Religion and morality be necessary to good government. Schools and means of education shall
0: forever be encouraged." I don't see it here, but that's Section- what it says. Section. I'll say Article 6 prohibited slavery within the territory that was to become the states of Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin, and the eastern part of Minnesota. Don't read that whole thing. The Northwest Ordinance included. And then there's certain sections here. Okay, got you. For extending the fundamental principles of civil and religious liberty, which form the basis whereupon these republics, their law, and constitutions are erected. Article 1, no person. Demeaning himself in a peaceable and orderly manner shall ever be molested on account of his mode of worship or religious sentiments in the said territory. Article three, religion, morality, and knowledge being necessary to good government and the happiness of mankind. Schools and the means of education shall forever be encouraged. Forever. All right. we got about 10 minutes left. In
1: 1787, the Congress of the Confederation designated special lands for...
0: The sole use of Christian Indians and the Moravian Brethren Missionaries for civilizing the Indians and promoting Christianity. All right, we could go more on that, but you get the idea. If you're going to go with
1: other treaties and you go with the ones that talked about the Trinity, okay, this Uh is a Christian nation. All right, I actually want to end with a video that is not about the Barbary Wars. But uh, about prior Thomas to the Jefferson. So I recommend everybody get the Jefferson lies. By on April 24th. You Hang have on. been lied to about Uh-oh. Thomas Jefferson. Uh, like he was some, you know, slave owning person who had uh, relationships with a, a black woman. It was a slave. And, you know, it was his daughter's, um, you know, slave. And, and all these kids are all Jeffersonian, Thomas Jefferson's kids. None of that's true. It's all a lie. And he lays it out in his book. Uh, He was very much against slavery and he tried to free his slaves. But one of the uh, most egregious lies about Thomas Jefferson is that he uh, did not believe in the divinity of Jesus Christ and that he wrote a Bible where he took out all the miracles and things of Jesus. Well, I like this snippet here from the wall builder uh, uh, son and father here, Tim. Tim and David. If he was so against the miraculous of Jesus, why in the world did he fund Bible societies and try to get Bibles into the hands of every American in the United States?
4: On April 24th, Back in 1800, the Library of Congress was officially opened. Now, the Library of Congress had collected thousands of books, but when the War of 1812 broke out, the British came and they burned down much of DC, including the Library of Congress. Well, in 1815, the Library of Congress kind of reorganized itself and rebuilt its collection largely by purchasing Thomas Jefferson's more than 6,000 books to add to their library. Yeah, he's a former president. He was willing to give that knowledge to the Library of Congress to
3: share with America. He wanted that knowledge out there. But today, Jefferson gets a really bad rap. I mean, that's the the guy that academics love to beat up on, and if you go to Wikipedia, if you go to Google,
4: you'll see all the terrible things that right. Jefferson did. Well, and as a Christian, one of the things that, that certainly is, is prominent and the reason that a lot of Christians have a problem is because Jefferson cut out everything in the Bible he didn't agree with. There's a lot of p- pieces of the Bible, he, well, you can't have the miraculous, you can't have the supernatural, the spiritual things, and so he gets a really bad rap because of his Jefferson Bible. But you know, that doesn't even
3: make sense because my first question would be, well, if he doesn't like the Bible, if he doesn't like what's in it, then why did he help fund the Thomas Scott Bible. Eight volume Bible. That so this is part funded, of that Thomas Scott Bible. That's three, of the, These eight are three of the eight. And why did he fund the largest Bible ever done in America, the John Thompson Hot Press Bible. He's one of the funders of that. So and Jefferson's paying for Bibles. He's paying for Bibles. And, and that, by the way, that have things that people say he didn't agree with. That's right. If the full Bible. He didn't cut anything out. He's a lifetime member of the Virginia Bible Society that gave Bibles, full Bibles to everybody. One of the largest contributions he ever gave was to the Virginia Bible Society. When he's president. In Washington, D.C., he authored the plan of education for Washington, D.C. public schools. He put the entire Bible in as a reading text. And his proposal was every student learn to read using the Bible. And they did. And that was his plan, and they did it. And his own grandkids, when they came of age to read, he would give them a Bible. And that was his gift, a full Bible. So the thing about he cut out the... Okay, but but, but isn't there a Jefferson Bible where he did cut out things? (laughs) There's two. And there's t- one of them is right here. This is the Jefferson Bible. This one was at, he did in 1820. This is a 1904 edition that Congress did because. Okay, wait a second. Why did Congress reprint Jefferson's the Jefferson Bible? Well, Congress said, you know, if every congressman will live by the teachings that Jefferson compiled in here. Now, we, what teachings did he compile? What, what Jefferson did, and this is this is what he found significant. He's in his eight is 1820. And what he did was he said, I want everybody to know the life and morals of Jesus of Nazareth extracted textually from the gospels. This is Jefferson's And it's in Greek, writing. Latin, French, and English. Four languages. <laughs> and so when you turn to it, there's the teachings of Jesus in four different languages. Now, what teachings did he choose? Well, he went back and he told us exactly what he wanted There's 81 teachings and these are all moral teachings of Jesus. It's the Good Samaritans, the golden rule is turn the other cheek, it's forgive your enemy, it's the great commandment, love God with all your heart. He said if people will get this
4: and live by these, it'll change the nation. But this wasn't even really known until Congress started doing these reprints and then people said, oh, that's Jefferson's Bible. But but significantly, this was done for Congress to study and know the moral teachings of Jesus
3: it's printed in congress for 50 years and by the way in the front of it it says right here in front government printing office and for 50 years congress gave one of these to every senator every rep said if you will live by the moral
4: teachings of jesus we won't have corruption we won't have problems i would feel a lot better about washington dc about our federal budget and a lot of issues we're dealing with If we could go back to the moral teachings of Jesus, maybe we need to get back to these teachings Jefferson highlighted, the Jefferson Bible, and get Congress back to it. Our nation might look a little different. Our nation would look a little different,
3: not only for our congressmen, but if Christians, if Americans get back to reading and studying the moral teachings of Jesus.
0: I love them so much. And that just pretty much debunks, the Jefferson Bible thing never made any sense to me why people say that, oh, he cut out all these things. It's not that he cut out things. He chose and highlighted certain things. That's what he did.
1: Live by these morals. As somebody said, we have a Christian. Everybody in Congress says they're Christian and and it's not working. Well, Jefferson, everybody in Congress said they were Christian during the time of Jefferson. He's like, live by it, y'all.
0: Live by it. Kelly from Kelly PB Fam says, We need the Bible back in schools, not what Congress wants us to do. Well, maybe they would want us to do it if they all had to read this Jefferson Bible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So join us, you guys, tomorrow. If you're watching back on Sunday, if you're watching back on Sunday, join us on everybody
0: knows Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays are the place to be. It is bum the biggity, hottest series on the internet right now. Every Wednesday, sizzling. were we empower you Mm. to walk in your authority as a man and woman in the body of Christ because the devil has already been defeated. All power and authority has been given unto Jesus. And he tells us to go therefore make disciples, which means he's given that authority to us, Mm. right? We have power to, to trample on snakes and scorpions. Listen, all the power of the enemy, baby. So What happens is modern end times theory. Mm -hmm. That's what I call it. They call it theology. It's a theory. Cripples Mm. Christians. And it's relatively new in the history of the world. Okay. It's 150 some odd years old. Everything that people believe. And I'm telling you, we are going to set you free. The feedback that we have had from Revelation Red Pill has been greater than any series or show or anything that we have ever done. Mm-hmm. We are having people message us constantly. This is setting me free. Oh my gosh, I'm digging my Bible. I can't believe I never saw this. We had the somebody veil has been lifted let us know that they are listening to this at work with
1: atheists, agnostics and a Jewish person and they and those people love listening. it and they're
0: learning and loving learning to and love Jesus like, oh, as a result is Christianity. of this. This actually makes sense. It doesn't make sense to go around saying we get defeated temporarily. I will
1: not be defeated.
0: I will not be defeated. I will not be defeated anymore. Let's see, there we go. That was, than, that. Is, that was better than that was better than your scene. um Thank you Star Spangled Banner thing. All right, you guys, here's the deal. I hope that you are enjoying the Christian Heritage series. I am. You are. I My am. mom says it's the best show. For those of you that don't know, this airs on Brighteon.tv every Sunday at 5 p.m. Yeah. That's why we film it. So that's super cool that we've got people for Sunday. They wanted a a kind of Christian show. So we started sending kind of some of our Christian, you know, episodes. And then we started filming these specifically. And I don't want to stop. So Leah, next Sunday. Yes. Are we going to keep going back into the Barbary Pirates? You have like a lot more tabs up that we didn't get to. No, we're good. All right. We got, we covered them? We did. Uh, and the moral of the story is
1: this. Speaking of, guys, we will be with you this Sunday, but we will not be with you the following Sunday yes. for our world news show, because we will be old school survival boot camp in Hocking Hills, Ohio. You can still get tickets. Um, if you guys want to come use promo code, what?
0: Our chicks. Hang on. Let me pull it up. Our chicks 15. All right. Our chicks Three 15. days
1: of camping and learning how to do cool stuff.
0: Living the way our founding fathers live. Yes, ma'am. Right? Okay. Last but not least, guys.
1: Great singing. Keep up the good work from Starburst. Sent it an email because I wanted some, uh,
0: probably wanted a comment read. I should have looked at the comments. I didn't, but I'm sure that everybody was really excited about your singing. Mm. Um, but if you're not tuned in, remember go to resistancechicks.com. We got
1: people checking in from Georgia.
0: All right, let me let me say goodbye officially to our the Brighton show, right? Let me do this like. If you're watching on Brighteon, don't forget that every Friday you can tune in to Resistance Chicks Headline News at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where and we bring you the to latest use news promo code chicks. at the Brighteon store and support Mike Adams and this network. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. And we will see you next Sunday right here on Brighteon TV. There we go. Boom. All right, so there's the show. Now, what were you going to say? You wanted to read some comments? I was just reading through them yeah my patriot gallery says minnesota needs to take note of this was that because of the i don't know minnesota i don't think we read a minnesota constitution did we i feel like we didn't i really don't i don't think we did um yeah see now we're behind the scenes and i lost my train of thought all right so we're gonna say so tomorrow night though seriously tune in because tomorrow we are really going to equip you what is our job how do we pull down principalities and powers in high places how do we do that i'm going to let you know and here's 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 a little sneak peek if anybody wants to show up tomorrow you come having read Ephesians 3 and tell me if you know the answer it's in the answer it's like a, it's like a, a hunt the answer mm. is in Ephesians 3 to how do we pull down the principalities and the powers in high places. It's right there in Ephesians three. I found it. It's an awesome little revelation. I was so excited. I called Lee on the phone. And then I told Serge and Corey and Jason, which they are going to be with us tomorrow night as well. It's always a fantastic show when we have them on. Don't forget to be tuned into the kingdom Roundtable, The episode that they did last night. Oh my gosh. It was really good. They're was powerful. so, so, so good. I want you guys to check that out. Don't forget to uh, check out the kingdom Roundtable. Okay, so I already said the goodbye, so now I'm just going to do, like, a, a a regular kind of just... I got this dog, his eyes twitching. Adios. Muchacha. Sayonara. Okay, first of all, we knew it was Japanese, just totally forgot that, and so many of you have come back saying it's Japanese. Like, I know, sayonara, Ohio. I watched Sesame Street. That's I Chine- learned that's stuff. Chinese for good morning. It's Chinese or Japanese? It's Japanese. Is it? Because she said Ohio, and then she said sayonara. Did she? Yes. With Big Bird? Yeah. No, I'm saying whatever I watched the other day where someone was talking about oh, it. Oh, really? Okay. I just know I remember from Big Bird. Big so Bird So first said of all, you're going to go to China, and you're going to say Ohio, and they're going to not know what you're talking about. They're going to say, are you Japanese? You don't look it. All right. Also, last night, we did a smoking hot show. That was a little play on words smoking bacon we smoked some bacon we did smoke some bacon yeah and and, and had this incredible BLT and I give you my personal recipe for the greatest BLT that you will ever eat did you
1: put barrettes in your head hair to match your earrings no because they're blue and yellow and your earrings are blue and yellow I don't
0: know are they I think they're blue and pink blue and pink what, what, you can't tell colors anymore. I don't know, but the, well, your earrings are blue pink. I'm going to tell you this, I, do y'all want to know you want a secret hair tutorial of what I did? So I can't wear my hair like this, like the cute like the girls that do because my hair is too heavy. So that's not all my hair. <gasps> you see that? I am a, 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 cheater. I'm a cheater. She has so much hair, she's pretending. It's too heavy. If I put my hair up like this, my head will hurt. That's all this hair is not up in there. Okay? <gasps> Did that. <gasps> that is so But I have funny. on real pants, so there's not everything behind the scenes is like. What do you normally yeah, I have, real have gym on? Shoes on? I normally have shoes. I'm just saying, a lot of times I have my slippers on, but like now I have gym shoes. I'm just saying, like not everything is fake. Like, and you are wearing your my slippers. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I am. This is for you. Mike Lindell. Oh my gosh! I got my sheets in the mail today, and I'm gonna do a video on it. And I'm so excited. The Percal sheets—I've been telling you that I was gonna get. So we'll do a video on that. All right. Okay. So we're really gonna—are they kicking us off? Somebody's I don't know telling what's us going to get on. out of here. Bye. Jeez, you guys, so bossy. All of our viewers. Okay. Don't forget tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Revelation Red Pill. Be there or be square. And we'll see you guys later. Bye, guys. God bless. called all alone.
4: No, it's cold.